When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome into a brand new episode of the CHGO Fire podcast, where somehow, someway, the Chicago Fire remain very much alive in the race for the MLS Cup playoffs. I'm Alex Campbell. Joining me in studio today is the radio voice of the Chicago Fire, who you can hear on home broadcasts on 890 AM WLS alongside former Fire player Desan Robinson. And you can, of course, also select the home radio option on MLS Season Pass on Apple TV. Max Homa, Toma, welcome to the show. Always confuse you with the golfer. Oh, yeah. Max Homa, Max Toma. I'm certainly less known of the two, nor do I have that kind of uh, social media game going. But, uh, Fantastic to be on. Thrilled to be here and talking after a win, uh, especially. Yeah, so we've been trying to get Max on the show for a while, so glad it finally worked out. And joining us up off the top from Miami or somewhere in between any pair of MLS stadiums these days, making his return to the show, is really the perfect man to join us this week, given his Miami connections and that he was on the broadcast on Saturday for the Fire win over the Red Bulls. Chris Whittingham, welcome back to CHGO Fire. How's it going, guys? Going well, Chris. Good to see you. So um, the Chicago Fire won a soccer game. Their first win since July. I think, Chris, if we're talking like general themes of this, he might finish top of MLS's 2222 voting here in the next couple weeks. He single-handedly kept this game nil-nil for a while. Being in person, how impressive? Were, how impressed were you by Chris Brady's performance between the pipes on Saturday night? Yeah, I think in that first hour when Chicago were really struggling and New York Red Bulls didn't even let them have a shot for the first 63 minutes of the game, you're going, how, how are they going to survive? And look, the New York Red Bulls have not been a good finishing team this year. That has been the story of their season. They are a team that struggles in front of goal, but still, they had two or three really good chances, and Chris Brady was there to stop all of it. Wyatt Omsberg also deserves a shout for his clearance off the line for that last strike at the end of the first half. He was able to kind of backpedal into position and able to clear that one off the line. So I think Brady has just been spectacular with how he's performed this year. And, I mean, what a job by Chicago Fire to have two academy goalkeepers back-to-back that you're probably going to make tens of millions of dollars on. Because, <laughs> I mean, Chris Brady, Chris Brady is going to be next. He's, he's going to go somewhere because this has been a, a really good season from him. And it hasn't always been consistent, but he's able to produce the spectacular stage, which I think is what gets, gets you the attention. It's certainly going to be a discussion that, you know, obviously Gaga Slania goes for 10 plus five. And so that's kind of going to be the sticker price for, for Chris Brady when the time comes. And that's a conversation for maybe the off season about yeah, what sure, the fire sure. do with Brady. Good shout, though, for Wyatt Amsberg, because Chris in Chicago, a lot of fans were confused. Wyatt, before he got injured in 2022, established himself as an every week starter and then just completely vanished this season until about two weeks ago. And now is just immediately back to his form. So that that was very strange to see. Yeah, he hadn't played since, I believe, July 1st, pressed into action, obviously, with all the injuries on the back line, came in as a sub for uh, Rafa Shios a few weeks ago. But, you know, he started, he's played the full 90 the last couple of matches. And I thought the lone mistake kind of came right before uh, the big 
biggest impact he had, right? Because right before he cleared that ball off the line, the shot from Luquinhos, he, he's the one that gets the header on it that kind of sends it out towards the penalty spot, but then immediately backpedals, uh, makes up that ground, and all of a sudden you're going into half still uh, in a deadlock goalless affair, entirely thanks to Brady. I mean, the save on the Barlow header. Uh, John Tolkien had a great chance on a header that came off a bounce right in front of him. Uh, he kind of just missed that far post, but mm -hmm. I mean, the chances, I think it was 15 shots to none at, at the 63-minute mark before the end um, second yellow. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. I think the Barlow header just uh, won MLS save of the week. Yeah. So shout out to Chris Brady again. Again, as I mentioned with the U22 voting that I think is coming out this week or next, he's going to – he if public ballots are to be believed, the correspondents from MLSsoccer.com who have published them, it looks like Chris Brady is in line for number one, and Brian Gutierrez maybe with a top ten finish there as well. Um, Chris, obviously you're, you're all over the map covering different teams, different games. Two or three games left for everybody in MLS – the playoff picture could not be a bigger logjam. Uh, it seems like no one in the Eastern Conference <laughs> wants to get into the playoffs, and everyone is just dreading whoever has to go to TQL Stadium and probably get throttled by Cincinnati in about three weeks' time. W what have you made of just basically 6-11 to 11th is a total mess, and any of those teams could end up anywhere? From, from your seat every week or every three or four days, what have you made of this mess? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I follow Miami a bunch just because I, I kind of cover them as sort of them being my local team. But I think I've, I will have seen after Wednesday, I'm, I'm going to Montreal this week, and I think I will have seen every team that's in this chase for the final playoff spots. And they've all had moments in the year in which they've looked like, all right, they're going to get this together. Even Chicago, when Frank Klopas first took over, they got the new manager bounce. And I actually saw them in a, in when, when Chicago played away at New England. And they got off to a 2-0 start in that one. I think that one finished 2-2. Um, but Chicago were brilliant in the first half of that game. And, like, Jordan Shakiri was had this imperious performance where it's like, all right, Frank Klopas is a Jordan Shakiri whisperer. This is all <laughs> that's been needed the entire time. Um, but then, obviously, out of League's Cup, the form has been dire. So I think everyone has had their periods in the year. And I think that's kind of what you get when you're looking at 8th, ninth in the Eastern Conferences. Teams that have moments of the season which you can understand why it can come together at times and then there are moments where they're wildly inconsistent struggle for form montreal for instance who are currently sitting in that final playoff spot they've won two games away from home all year and i think they've currently gone six games without a win and you kind of look at their roster and their talent and go i i, I don't know if this is necessarily a playoff caliber team it's a ton of young players um but yeah i mean i've seen everybody new york city um, there was a moment in which, you know, you're wondering if Nick Cushing is going to stay. And then all of a sudden they signed a number nine. Here we go. And then come out in League's Cup with that number nine. And they've been pretty up and down. So that's kind of mostly what you're dealing with. Obviously, the biggest threat is Miami, a fully healthy Miami, a fully healthy uh, in, in terms of, you know, fitness and not playing so many games. Um, but they have a long way to go if they're going to make the playoffs. And it would probably have to start in Chicago on Wednesday. I, don't, I think if they don't win this game, on Wednesday, then they could have a real long chance because then you got to beat Cincinnati and then the home and home with Charlotte in order to get in. Uh, so I think Miami are probably going to need a win on Wednesday if they're going to push and make it. Uh, that kind of feels mutual. The fire, I mean, their remaining games are Miami, Charlotte, New York City. And so those are all just very much six pointers of sorts for this spot. Um, Chris, I've I, I, been rewatching the highlights from this game on Saturday. I really liked this particular quote from you. 
Quote, these are unreal opportunities that Chicago are wasting. How is this game still 1-0? And Max, we were talking about this before the show. I did see that. Uh, the, 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 th- the combination of those three misses, we were debating which one was the worst of the three. Uh, yeah, I, I think the, the nod there would unfortunately have to go to, I mean, we've seen the brilliances, uh, the moments of Shakiri, you know, right after the red card, right? I mean, just put a, a peach of a cross and kind of did 90% of the work. Kutsias gets the header, obviously, you know, inside the six. All I had to do really was steer it on target there. But, I mean, the opportunity he had right in front of the goal, uh, that Swiss connection with him and Highway Selassie. Highway Selassie delivers a beautiful ball, and then he just, you know, misses the frame right in front of net. Um, the the Shabilko chance right outside of the area, probably the, the least likely to go in, but the Shabilko, you know, break down the right side where he's got uh, Brian Gutierrez center in the field and just, uh, you know, the pass didn't have a lot of pace. Shabilko didn't look like he was running at 100% with his pace and kind of let uh, a few defenders backtrack, let the keeper get off his line, and, you know, Guti was kind of closed down in a hurry. But uh, I think the Shaq chance right in front of uh, goal was probably uh, the most likely. Yeah, Chris, I think Fire fans just appreciate uh, when a broadcaster echoes how they're feeling emotionally because your exasperation, I think, was our exasperation and just like, for the sake of the game, can somebody please score one of these tap-ins? <laughs> for me, it was just... When, from the position that we're in, you see these massive amounts of space. And you go, all right, surely this is the kind of breaking opportunity. You mentioned the performance of Marin Haley Selassie. I thought he was sensational when he came on as a sub. And frankly, every time I've seen him this year, I think he's been very good. I think he should be a regular feature in the starting lineup. You kind of understand you have to go for balance uh, in, the, in that forward line. But for me, he's definitely performing better than Jairo Torres is at the moment. I think Haley, should, like Haley Selassie should be getting the nod uh, in those wide spaces, created all three of those opportunities uh, that we're talking about. But yeah, Shabilko for me could have taken another touch uh, rather than strike from outside the area and try and place it in a corner. Um, the Gutierrez one, you know, like you said, it was a bit slow. It, it, was, it was able to be caught by the New York defenders who have incredible recovery speed. You have to give them credit. Um, but that, that Shakiri chance was absolutely golden. And you're sort of like waiting for it to hit the back of the net. And it's just absolutely stunning when it doesn't. It, 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 it just doesn't check out sometimes. I also think there was some resting going on for this game on Wednesday, especially knowing that if Messi doesn't play, it's the fire looking to showcase this yeah. game with a potential 60,000 fans showing up. So that's why Guti did not start. Haley Selassie starts on the bench, and your point makes an instant impact. Uh, Chris, I know you got to get out of here in a couple of minutes. So while you're here, we've got to ask you about just whether Messi comes back this season or doesn't. As someone who has been really in the thick of all of this, if we have seen the last of Lionel Messi in a Miami shirt in 2023, for you, from all this experience, what's going to stick with you from this? Like, what, what are going to be, what's going to be the thing, the things that for you have been the most memorable about the whirlwind last couple months down in South Florida? For me, it's just the degree to which, up until the injury, Lionel Messi has delivered in every game that he's played in. He's like, it's been unreal the number of people that spent a ton of money on tickets that go to the ground, like, I don't know, may, maybe something special will happen. And he seemed to have produced something for every group of fans that have gone to every stadium, right? Particularly, I mean, you go back to League's Cup, um, you know, like from the beginning, from that first game against Cruz Azul, there's all this hype. And kind of similar to how on Wednesday, there is this fear that Lionel Messi won't play, uh, or if he plays, he might not play that much. Um, and I think it was kind of the same thing for that first game against Cruz Azul. He comes on, Miami were actually winning. They give away a goal. And then he gets a free kick in that exact space where you're sort of going, all right, this is where, how many, how many times have we seen this? Is he going to do this for Miami? Is he going to do this in MLS? Is it, is it messy time? And my God, did he deliver? And then every game after that, it's just for me, the fact that 
you sort of every time you kind of elbow someone next to you, you go this is is this really happening is this really happening and I, I think the idea that he did that night after night after night during league's cup uh was incredible and unfortunately it just kind of turned out to be way too many games in too tight a period and i think miami kind of went all in on league's cup in some ways getting a trophy getting a spot in Concacaf champions cup next year like once you've achieved that it is pretty hard to, to to push and keep going and go again. So I think th- that magical month, that first month will be something that any Inter-Miami fan will remember for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. And even as, as neutrals, I think it was just a spectacle to watch. I mean, to your point, every moment he delivered the free kicks, League's Cup, it, it's it's been a magical ride. And even if that's all we've seen for 2023, I think the anticipation for next year will be great. That said, we'd love to see him play at Soldier Field tomorrow night. So we will wait and see. Chris Whittingham, thank you so much for taking more time to come back here on CHGO Fire. Safe travels, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, sir. Chris Whittingham, again, you can see him on Apple TV MLS season pass. He's also a broadcaster for Inter Miami. Felipe Cardenas from the, for the from the Athletic checking in, and we will get to our conversation with him on more things Miami and MLS right after a quick word from Ray Chevy. Are you in the market for a newer used vehicle? Because if you are, CHGO has great news for you because Ray Chevy and Fox Lake has joined our team. We were talking to the team at Ray, and they have a pledge, the Ray Price Promise, a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you go to the dealership. In many cases, other dealers will, ra- dealers will raise the price on you when you come into the dealership, asking if you have certain discount eligibility, like being a recent college grad, if you're in the military, if you're a farmer, and if you're not, the price goes back up. Well, at Ray, that's not the case. The price you see is the price you pay. No add-ons ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which may make the price even lower than what you saw online. One of the top-selling dealerships in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories at Ray. And right now, you can save big at Ray Chevy during their truck or treat sales event. 0% down is back and now available on new Silverado trucks. The perfect tailgate vehicle so come on into ray chevrolet and fox lake and find the vehicle you've been searching for all the best of all zero and pay zero hidden fees with the ray price promise visit ray chevrolet and fox lake or raychevrolet.com serving the community since 1963 find new roads we are now joined as i mentioned by felipe cardenas of the athletic who in addition to being a longtime senior writer there has found himself as a sort of messy correspondent it seemed like in the last few months felipe thanks for taking the time to join the show One second. Yeah, we can. This is why editing and post exists. <laughs> Shout out to everybody who's with us live on YouTube. Bear with us. Well, we're getting that figured out. Um, you know, Max, it's just 
thinking about the, uh, the the playoff picture we've got left, it's just every, it feels like every game is must win for everybody at this point. Yeah, it's felt like that for a long time too. And I think uh, you know my partner Jason Robinson and I were talking on Saturday. It, it's kind of beneficial, I think, for the Fire the way the schedule has laid out here down the stretch, where every single match, you know, once or twice a week, you're playing a team that you're trying to hop or prevent from hopping you. So you got to go out there and snag three points. And I mean, none bigger. Obviously, you mentioned first win in, uh, in any competition since late July, since uh, mid July in terms of. MLS action. It was that one nothing Shabilko header uh, that was late versus Toronto the last time they won an MLS game. But uh, the win on Saturday versus New York Red Bulls obviously does a ton for the playoff aspirations. I wanted to dive more into the playoff push, Max, because as you mentioned, the fire escape at the win, they are on 37 points tied with Montreal and DC effectively for that ninth and final playoff spot. Uh, Montreal owns the tiebreaker over both teams. They have 11 wins. Montreal and the fire each with nine. And the fire and Montreal both have a game in hand on Montreal and NYCFC. The Eastern Conference standings are a total mess. Um, you know, there's debate, even if the fire get in, are they really, like, do they feel like a playoff team? Or, is like, or does our definition of what a playoff team is in MLS just have to change now with so many teams getting in? Well, I feel like that's kind of sports in general, right? I mean, how many times does a team just squeak into the postseason in the NBA and you're like, boy, that eight seed is just going to get absolutely run the doors off of, right? Um, but I mean, in MOS, is this team a playoff team? The team we saw in July, absolutely. Those three straight wins at home versus, you know, Nashville versus Montreal when they thrashed them 3-1. Uh, probably should have won more easily against Toronto, but when they won those three games, they won, what, six of seven at that point. That looked like a team that was absolutely flying high on all cylinders. I mean, you think about how long they went without allowing a goal. The defense had been fantastic. The offense has kind of come and gone uh, in July, but you were talking about the likes of Howie Selassie had like scored or assisted on like four or five of the last seven goals. That's when Fabian Herbers had scored uh, four times yeah, in a very, tur- in a very short Frank window. Lampard there for about three weeks. It was very yeah. strange. But he had the ball well, anywhere outside the box. You were thinking if he gets a shot away and unleashes right here, there's a decent chance this hits the back of the net. And then, you know, it kind of got as much as goals can be contagious. I think the opposite can be said as well. And when they came back from League's Cup, they just could not find a goal. It's been since June 21st still for Kai Kamar that he's been one back, a Landon Donovan. We've had this in our notes for I mean, o- over three months now. Um, and you're thinking, it's when will he not tie him but pass him? And now you're thinking, is he going to tie him this year? Because now we're down to the final three. And obviously he didn't feature on Saturday either. Find a way to get Kai Kamara penalty before the season is over, and let's, let's put that conversation to bed. Okay, <laughs> New York City's remaining opponents are at D.C. and versus the Fire. Montreal has Houston, Portland, and at Columbus left, which is three games that really have nothing to do with anything else. So they're yeah, kind of the Columbus universe. one could certainly be interesting because you, you never know on decision day teams that you know already have home field advantage uh, locked up. I mean, what is Cincinnati going to look like when they play Miami coming up too, right? And I mean, teams that don't have a ton to play for at the moment. Uh, then DC has Austin and New York City, and then there's the fire with the trifecta: Miami, Charlotte, NYC. All teams in eighth or lower. I think we are now good. Felipe, can you hear us? Can we can we hear you? Can you guys hear me? I mean, there I'm we go. Time. We got it. We so got it. So sorry, Felipe. We are having audio issue issues, and then we had a you had a power outage. So it's yeah. it, we're yeah. gonna make the best of this though. It's all good. It's called, I mean, how many times has this happened where you've introduced a guest like seven times before they're on? This, <laughs> on this podcast, I think you have now set the record for most times I've tried to toss to someone. I think <laughs> I think that that title is now all yours. But we really do appreciate you taking the time. Obviously, things have been busy for well, months now at this point. And as we're in the thick of this playoff race, 
let, you know, let's get in more than the nuts and bolts of the situation Inter-Miami find themselves in. First of all, I think the thing most Fire fans want to know right now is, has there been any updates this morning since that one report came out last night? D- is there any follow-up yet on whether or not we think Messi's going to be on that plane this afternoon up here to Chicago? Yeah, so Tata Martino, head coach of Inter-Miami, spoke to reporters today in South Florida, gave an update on... Leo Messi, essentially, he's still day to day. So the report hasn't changed that much. I, the 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 positive is that, uh, according to Martino, Messi is evolving well. Today there were videos of him, you know, st- you know, training with a ball, but he's still not uh, back in full training. So he's not training with the team um, just yet. Uh, Martino said that that could happen today. It could also happen tomorrow. And then he made the caveat, well, but tomorrow is the game. So, you know, that, <laughs> that tells me, yeah, I mean, that tells me that it's highly unlikely that Messi travels. Um, you know, I think that's been, we've been working up to this point. Uh, anytime a player 24 hours before a game is still training on his own, it's, it's going to be, um, you know, unlikely that they play. And with Leo Messi, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to protect this, billion dollar brand uh and and it it just doesn't seem like the timing is right now martino did say that they're they're eyeing the game against cincinnati on saturday so that could be when messi reappears yeah because i mean at at this point it does really seem like the trade-off is you know do do you risk messi risk jordi alba to try to push for the playoffs or do you kind of just keep it safe and go into next year but understandably i mean and i'm saying this from a chicago perspective Miami might feel like this is a game they can be competitive in without him and versus the Cincinnati game, which even though they've secured the supporter shield still figures to be a bit of a different level. Do you think that's a fair way to look at it? I do. And, and it's, it's gotta be tough on, on, on Martino, the front office uh, and Messi, Messi, a player that in his close to 18, 19 year career, very few injuries, very few times has he been, uh, has he missed games. And so that's been, that's probably been weighing on him a lot as well, but you're right. You know, they're, they're, they're really deciding here, you know, what's more important. Is it now saving Messi uh, for, for the rest of the season? And then I in 2024, which is going to be a big, big, big year for inter Miami. I mean, that's the year that to me is the year where they are a contender from day one, uh, you get the full preseason with Messi, with Martino, and with Alba and Busquets, everything. Remember, these, these players and the coach and staff came in in the summer, uh, and you won't be playing catch-up. You know, that was the other part that was really difficult about this scenario. So it, I, I, probably a silver lining would be if, if, if Inter-Miami don't make the playoffs. You know? But to your point, and I've written about this, they have a team that is a playoff-caliber team, as is today. Like After the summer window with the three South American players that came in, Facundo Farias, Diego Gomez, and Tomas Aviles, all U22s, all playing, uh, Busquets being healthy, uh, and I mean, now you have a system. this team is on paper. It, yeah, yeah the, like the paper roster's insane. Just the, the way they mean Aviles uh, kind of just pays for himself potentially over the weekend with a stoppage time winner that yeah. rattles in off the bar. I mean, it's it's... There's there's enough there. Yeah, there's enough there to make the playoffs. And to your point, yes, they're probably looking at the Chicago game like we can go there and get a result. So uh, it's Cincinnati, which honestly, I think as just a casual, if I'm a casual observer and I'm looking at it uh, from, you know, the rest of this week. I think it's kind of cool that Martino's like, all right, I'm going to save you for when we play the best team in MLS. Like that seems to make a lot more sense. And the best team in MLS that, again, it's kind of they're in a dead rubber position. They have locked up that yep. one seed. They're going to play the winner of the 8-9 
eight nine playing games. So yeah, it's definitely an interesting calculus that's that's left for Miami. Yeah, I think another interesting aspect would probably be you know is him coming back for Cincinnati potentially uh, you know could it be that outcome derived by the result tomorrow, right? I mean, if Chicago goes yeah. and gets all three points and Miami's playoff position all of a sudden goes from, you know, rather precarious to all of a sudden a massive, you know, long stretch before the international break where obviously Argentina plays twice. And then, uh, you know, after that break, you got, what, one match here? You know, the home and home versus uh, Charlotte, yeah, of course. Sure. Uh, is it worth bringing him back when you know that obviously 2024, that's the banner year, right? You, you've won a trophy. You've hoisted that trophy this year. But, I mean, next year is going to be like the inter-Miami year where, you know, all eyes uh, in U.S. soccer are going to be fixed on that. Yeah, and, and you didn't sign Leo Messi for six months. You know, you didn't. You, you signed him for uh, for three years, hopefully four, I believe. Uh, and so they have to be aware of that. And I think it was always a possibility that this could happen. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago now when I said, you know, it's very possible that he won't play again in, in, in the rest of the season. And it was sort of shocking even for myself to say that. Uh, but it's worked out that way because to your point, Max, it's like, Every game, like his availability, is, de- is will be determined based on what happens in each game. So if they don't, if they don't get a result against Chicago, as you mentioned, as a possibility, you know, maybe he doesn't play against Cincinnati, or maybe he's saved for the second half against Cincinnati instead of starting. Whatever the plan may be, uh, but it's definitely one that is continually evolving. And then there's just you know the the nebulous sort of. Uh, energy around what the injury is how injured is he from the from the videos that i saw today this morning he looks good you know messi looks good he's running again he's playing with he's he's training with the ball uh difficult to say how fit he is though clearly not 100 percent felipe a more macro question here i think and and we this is a discussion that comes up with him not playing in atlanta a couple weeks ago huge stadium anticipated game him not playing in potentially Chicago tomorrow, which stands to be the most attended Chicago Fire game ever. Um, I believe I have to check officially, but the club announced a sellout yesterday, which would be something on the order of 61,000 in attendance. Um, you know, is there? do you think from like a league perspective or the team's perspective, is there anything to be learned at all of the potential perils and risks of putting all your eggs in one basket? Or to your point, is the billion dollar brand so strong that, you know, uh, occasional off days, so to speak, here and there in the grand scheme of things really won't be damaging to the project? Yeah, I don't think it's damaging. I think it's unfortunate. You know, no one wants to see Messi not play games like that was the whole point of of getting him in the summer as well and 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 really trying to elevate inner miami into a position where they were competing for a playoff spot uh and you know the day of the game against atlanta i was there i'm based in atlanta so i was there for inner miami atlanta Seventy thousand people were there um there were a lot of disappointed fans and don garber the mls commissioner is there and i i, I grabbed him uh and asked some similar questions like can you um, what's your what's your take and what's your opinion on 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 this sort of scenario where you had this highly anticipated moment and, and Messi can't play, uh, and that's when he gave those quotes about uh, how the commissioner will not cannot force any player to play. And this is the second time where I've been in a room with Garber, and he's like reiterates there's nothing in Messi's contract that says he has to play certain games or a certain number of games uh and you know if it comes down to player safety according to to, to don garber you know he's going to support that so uh that that's just the reality and i think we're when you're 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 getting mls is getting little Messi at 36 years old uh he said something really 
I think in in hindsight that was very revealing after the, the Ecuador game when Argent when he played for Argentina scored the winner a late winner against Ecuador and came off. This is what started this this absence. He comes off early. Uh, Lionel Scaloni, Argentina's manager, says Leo told me he felt something. Messi, Messi tells reporters, I was just tired. But then he says, this won't be the last time that I come out, come out of a game early. And that was, he's never said that, okay? Like Messi has never said that. He's always been like, don't take me off at the end of a game, ever. Uh, and so that's that's where he is right now, physically, I think mentally. And coming into 2024, and also just a flip calendar where now you're not, you're not resting during the summer, you're playing during the summer. Uh, you know, he's going to have to be really smart about his fitness. The team is going to have to be smart about his fitness and the league, the fans, us in the media, we're all going to have to be, I think, expect, you know, days, weeks where perhaps he's not a focal point. And that's why Inter Miami has pressure to just build the team and build the project to your point. That's not simply re- relying on one player. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I think the thing that really threw me off, Max, was when um, I think Felipe, correct me if I get this wrong, but after that, then there's the game where Messi and Jordi Alba both come off. And Tata gives a quote that was something along the lines of he's got an old something. It's like that was like the red flag for me. It sounded like he had some that there's some existing thing here that they're managing and your point Messi never wants to come off the field so it will be interesting to see if 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 he's really kind of being managed to make sure he can stay healthy how that competitive drive intersects with oh he might have a a a thing that's sticking with him that he's got to be really careful of yeah I think it's gonna be very interesting to see how it plays out especially you know down the stretch here with them potentially being in the playoff picture but also you know keeping that eye out for next year. What does his offseason look like uh, in terms of, you know, building his way back to health? I always try to comp it to something else that, you know, I think most, like, American fans would know better. And it's like, how can you even come to anything like Messi? And, like, if LeBron went abroad to Europe and, you know, was playing in games there, and obviously they would sell out every arena that LeBron played in, even if he was, you know, playing at 42. And But you would expect some load management, right? That's right. The, old, the old NBA phrase and adage. Uh, you would expect him to miss some time. And, you know, it's unfortunate because you get so excited. I remember when he came over, the first thing I did, you know, I don't know exactly who the fire play every single week, every single day of the whole year, uh, was what, what, what's the exact day that we're playing Miami at home, right? Because it was just so exciting mm-hmm. and just lit a fire under the fan base. All of a sudden, ticket prices are going, you know, way up. And that's natural because demand had obviously never been close to this. And you talked about the sellout. I was looking up to see how many people came to see, you know, Dortmund and Chelsea play at Soldier Field back in August. And that reported attendance, I think, was 48,000. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we're expecting almost a normal attendance on top of that right. attendance uh, right for a fire match so I mean you think about the buildup and anticipation um, and it's nice that Chicago's going out of their way they got a halftime performance it sounds like coming uh, tomorrow some credit to fans buying single game tickets but trying to build our fan base solely based off one player that's playing you know <laughs> w- within a different fan base so that's just uh, wild that that's even conceivable yeah absolutely. well let me say this I'll add this like the, the Atlanta game when he did not play and you know again 70,000 people there that game was still a great game for a home fan, for a home Atlanta fan, because they win the game 5-2. It's back and forth, like tons of goals. The crowd was just bananas the entire time. And Messi wasn't there. You know, Alba wasn't there. Uh, so, yeah, I think you want to see these players, but the fire and the fans should take full advantage of this moment. You know, you can still do that. You can still build off of this. Uh, and and there's, again, like we keep saying it, but there's, there's next year too. And the Eastern Conference... You know they're gonna get a messy game 
every, you know, every year, at least one. And so you talk about tickets, those tickets are always going to be high and highly demanded. The secondary market's always going to be, you know, crazy as well with Messi, whenever Messi comes to town. So this is at this moment we're living in is, you know, we're going to look back 10 years from now and it's going to seem like it was two weeks, but like, it's not, it's a couple of years here where everyone has to manage it uh, appropriately. Okay, get a chance just to piggyback off of that. I mean, think about how many people are going to be out there at Soldier Field tomorrow that maybe haven't been to a game this year, maybe haven't been to a game the last handful of years, or maybe this is their first game ever. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't get a chance to see Messi, they're seeing a very high-caliber Miami team with the three South American signings, with you know, with Busquets, with Alba also obviously coming over as well. Uh, they had a huge transfer window. But you're also getting to see two teams uh, fight to be in the postseason. You're seeing a fire side that... It's only been in the playoffs once in the last 10 years and zero times since 2017. You're seeing a very meaningful playoff implications game here in October. And, you know, if we get a 5-2, you know, 7-goal thriller, all of a sudden you got fans that are seeing soccer being played in downtown Chicago on the lakefront. And they could be drawn in even if they don't get a chance to witness Messi, even if he doesn't get on the plane today, right? I mean... Yeah, and we'll talk about that to close out the show here in a few minutes, kind of what this means for the fire. But it absolutely is a huge opportunity for the fire to to make a statement, to win an important game, and to Max's point, win some new fans. Uh, Felipe, we really appreciate you taking all this time. I I do, while I have you here, have to ask you one final question. Is Notre Dame going to beat USC (laughs) next week? Yes, of course. Of course, I've canceled a lot of plans for that night uh, because I, it's a big game. It's a big game. You always, you can't miss USC. It doesn't matter what 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 your record is. You got to beat SC every year. Yeah, I, I think my day is currently open. I'm not going to buy a ticket, but I am I am definitely uh, contemplating just making a day of it just to be somewhere yeah. near Notre Dame Stadium and ask a random friend to crash on their couch. So yeah, exciting times for sure. And for Max's Miami Hurricanes, it's going okay as well. Oh yeah, yeah we, we got a week off and now we're coming back and playing Georgia Tech at home. I, I can't imagine that's not going to be around. So Georgia hey, Tech but, is like a high school team, man. They're like, they're terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I think they, did they get rid of that triple option? We said this off air like a couple years ago. So, so now, you, now, you, now they're not really no for yeah, yeah. Now what are reason. they? Yeah, we, no, we they're basketball for being, school again. Yeah, very oh, much yeah. so. It's a scrappy b-ball team year in and year out. Well, Felipe, again, we really appreciate your time so much. Thanks for hopping on CHGO Fire, and fans should continue to check out Felipe's work at The Athletic, Messi, Atlanta, MLS in general. He keeps doing good stuff. Go Irish, and uh, Felipe, we'll hopefully talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys. I enjoyed it. Hit me up anytime. Thank you to Felipe Cardenas. Again, he's uh, on the beat on everything in the kind of southern region of MLS in particular, but also just, you know, does a lot of good work in general. He's been on that beat. Pablo Maurer from The Athletic's been on that beat. Our Chicago friend Paul Tenorio has been traveling all over the place. So they, the coverage the coverage has been excellent in every angle you could want, which is great, especially when, you know, over in Europe, you don't necessarily get that kind of insider access. And that's one of the nice things about having Messi here is we're getting little little clips, little glimpses here and there into the world around him. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're on a Messi beat or a Miami beat, I'm almost curious how much their following has increased, even just from like a little social media followers. Oh, Inter-Miami's right? Instagram followers alone was like, ridiculous. Yeah, how much that every jumped. NFL team, right? And yeah, shortly yeah. after that, it's like it's like the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. I mean, it's just <laughs> like there's few people who can all of a sudden be involved and bump you up that kind of notability wise. There's the one, <clears throat> excuse me, wow, there's the one comp. If you're looking for a comp <laughs> yeah. to the Taylor Swift situation, it's Lionel Messi. 
Uh, we are going to say a few more things on that game Wednesday night. But first, a word from our friends over at Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. It is for some reason still summer in Chicago. Don't know why. Fall can get here anytime. But while summer is still here, our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for all this warm weather that is sticking around with their premium polarized shades and an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn with durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. It also works with Face ID on your iPhone if you have one. Most sunglasses, you got to take them off. Somehow, I don't know how they're doing it, but Shady Rays is both polarized and you can still use the face recognition on your phone. If you ever lose or break a pair of Shady Rays, even on day one, they have told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, so you can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is also providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through their Shady Rays Impact Program, from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. And again, if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days of purchase so there's no risk when you shop because their team always has your back. Exclusively for CHGO listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 satisfied customers. <coughs> Excuse me. Again, Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m., Apple TV MLS season pass. You can listen in on Max's call of that game as well. When we're kind of looking at this game, Max, and we're thinking about, you know, all it means, you know, it's the sellout, but is Messi going to play? Is Messi not going to? As we brought up there with Felipe, this, this feels like a really big opportunity for the fire on so many levels. I saw a great point made yesterday, too, that this is a big day for everybody who works for the club. Oh, yeah. Everybody who makes a game day possible to show off the great experience the club puts on at Soldier Field. I saw uh, DJ Step Ben, who's the go-to in-stadium DJ for the fire, making the point of kind of longing for that Atlanta United game in 2020 where it was going to probably be 50,000 plus. It was opening day. It was that 2020 roster that had been rebuilt. And that was just an opportunity that never came to fruition because of the pandemic. So when, when you're thinking about tomorrow night, both in your personal prep and just what you're looking forward to, what are you most anticipating? What are you most looking forward to about tomorrow night? Well, like you said, it's certainly a chance for, I mean, the entire organization top down, right? Uh, in, including the players on the field, the coaching staff, you know, anybody working in concessions or, you know, DJs or you're on the music or on the PA or you're calling the game uh, to impress the fans, right? Because you're trying to always build a fan base to, to new people and the new viewers like we just talked about in the NFL. <laughs> They're appealing a lot more to, to women now with Taylor Swift and showing her 20 times on TV, right? Well, will the Fire have a chance tomorrow with 50,000 plus fans in attendance to showcase exactly what the organization is made of and what the team is made of and they're trying to showcase that they're a playoff caliber team uh, and the organization is just trying to to build off some momentum uh, of a huge win on Saturday at New York Red Bulls that really I mean they lose that game you're probably going into this game it's going to have the anticipation of Messi and of Miami and 
you know, all that comes with that uh, in the circus and parade or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but there would be less anticipation in terms of the playoff likelihood would be significantly decreased from where it is right now, where you're looking at, you know, game in hand on some teams you're trying to surpass. Uh, and the schedule is playing out nicely with you get Miami, obviously, at home, potentially messy list. You highly doubt, obviously, he's going to be out there playing significant minutes, even if he does play. And then you got a Charlotte team at home on Saturday. I mean, if you come into this week, I think the expectation is you get four points and you're hoping for six, mm-hmm. and you leave with six and you're feeling great about your chances. Obviously, the international break, it's going to be tough to see how any team comes out, right? Two weeks later on decision day. Obviously, D.C.'s not playing on decision day, which is another team, you know, factory in a playoff picture, which is, you know, a little bit bizarre, I think, in and of itself. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be huge. And, you know, obviously, I'm hoping that Messi travels because you want to beat the best and see mm-hmm. the best out there. And I think everybody's going to be keeping an eye on the sideline. If he's there uh, as to, you know, he, he gets a light jog in. There's going to be a lot of people probably not watching the action on the field and seeing how he looks. Is he going to come in imminently? What's that going to look like? And if we see him out there on the pitch, yeah, there's going to be 21 other people out there with him. But when he has the ball, it's just going to be like, you know, like when, be when, Cur- when Curry has the ball cross and have, you know, mid court, you're like, you're on the edge of your seat. And you know, something special might be about to occur. Yeah, and for reference, I mean, Soldier Field is triple the size of Drive Pink Stadium down in Miami. I mean, this is just... Those of us who've been around Chicago soccer, if you've been to games, you've been to games that are full. I mean, I was at that Dortmund-Chelsea game. That was a pretty good energy crowd for just a summer-friendly. Oh, yeah. Anybody who was at the Gold Cup final back in 2019 remembers what that looks like. Anytime Mexico comes to town or other international games come to town... It's a really cool opportunity. The only thing I have to decide is how I'm getting to this game because oh, I don't know if I want to fight the traffic. having that conversation. I don't know. I, I might might ride my bike. I might take the Ellen Walk. I just I'm, I'm not exactly sure yet how what's what's going to be the best way to to approach this because it's again it's going to be an experience unlike any of us who've been around this team for a while have really had. And the crazy thing is that you know if you have a media credential and you're at Soldier Field for these games a lot, you know and it's always the same kind of time of day either day of or day before where you get an email with the you know the parking the wi-fi all the game day essentials right mm-hmm. and that north garage is where i always park and it always opens up at 5 30 and i get there you know anywhere 5 30 to 5 40 make sure i get in there get into the stadium long walk you know circuitous one uh, as well to get all the way to the radio booth and around soldier field um but I mean, I think if I showed up at five thirty, I'd be absolutely just jam packed in traffic. I think I might wind up taking the bus or the train. I, yeah, we'll, keep, we'll see. It's going to be going a to the game. Day. Yeah, keep an it's eye. Like going out. to a Bears game. I got caught in Bears traffic uh, coming home. On Same. Sunday. Yeah. So if you're going to the game, keep an eye out. Maybe the club's going to open the lots earlier. I really hope they open the lots more than two hours before kickoff, both so fans can hang out and both to hopefully alleviate some of the traffic issues. So again, it's a must win for the Fire tomorrow night. Probably a must win at home again on Saturday against Charlotte. Potentially the final two home games of 2023. There is a chance if the Fire finish eighth, they could be hosting whoever finishes ninth in that playoff game, which if they win these next two games is a incredibly possible thing that could happen. So by the time we talk to you next here on CHGU Fire, it will be after that international break. It will be decision week. And hopefully the Fire still have plenty to play for as they travel to Queens, actually, to take on NYCFC. That's going to do it for us on this episode of CHGO Fire. Thank you to Chris Whittingham and thank you to Felipe Cardenas for lending us their time and calling in from Miami and Atlanta, respectively, to give us their perspectives on everything going around right now in MLS, particularly all the attention on Lionel Messi and what's been going on down there in South Florida. Max Toma, thank you so much for 
jumping in studio, hopping in the co-pilot seat. Really glad we got to do this and hopefully have you on the show again sometime soon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's much easier for me in the non-baseball season where I got a lot more time. So it was a, a pleasure to come on down here and see this great studio as well. No, oh, thank you very much. Again, you can listen to Max's call of all Chicago Fire home games, including Wednesday and Saturday on 890 AM, or you can tune into the home radio broadcast option on MLS Season Pass. That'll do it for this episode. I'm Alex Campbell. Thanks so much for watching on YouTube. Thanks so much for listening wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you next time.